Give the ultimate gift to the wrestling fan in your life this holiday season. You've asked for it, and I can't believe this is real, but now you can give the gift of ad-free shows. Head over to adfreegift.com now to purchase an ad-free show subscription for a friend or loved one. Simply click on gift a subscription up at the top and choose a plan. Plug in their email address, and just like that, your gift is on its way to their inbox. In my opinion, you simply will not find a better value in wrestling this holiday season early ad-free access to all seven of my podcasts plus video starting at just $9 a month. We've also got tons of exclusive bonus content on top of it for just 29 bucks. So what are you waiting for? Get over with that special someone in your life by giving the gift of ad-free shows. Visit adfreegift.com right now to get started. That's adfreegift.com. Your one-stop shop for the wrestling fan in your life this holiday season is adfreegift.com. How fun was Christmas as a kid? I mean, that's even an expression, right? Happier than a kid on Christmas or whatever. But man, once you become an adult, those responsibilities just start piling up. You got to start worrying about time off and how much time you're going to work and when the kids are in school and when they're out of school and how we're traveling here and what hotel we're staying at and do we need a flight and it gets expensive. And then you've got all the extra added stress of, oh, I got to hang this light and I got to put up this tree and. Then we got to wrap the presents, but most importantly, the financial stress of we got to buy all of these presents. Don't put Christmas on a credit card. Hurry to save with Conrad.com. We want to make sure that you hit 2022 the way you planned on ahead of the game. Don't go overspend and kick the can down the road and make it one of your new year's resolutions next year where you say, well, I guess this year I'm going to try to get out of debt and save money. Do it right now. All the experts are predicting that interest rates are going to rise next year. Don't take my word for it. Throw it in your Google machine. But here's what's happened in the last two years. All of a sudden, your house is probably worth more than ever. Why not use some of your newfound equity to get the best interest rate you've ever had while we've still got them? Get rid of your PMI. That in and of itself might save you two or 300 bucks. And at the same time, get rid of all your credit card debt, just like that. If you can hear my voice and you're in a 30 year loan, if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, if you've got a car loan, you owe it to yourself to just get a quick quote right now at savewithconrad.com. Oh, and how's this for starters? Your single biggest bill, you know, your house payment, you won't have to make that in December or January. You're done until February 1st. You get a two month break from your single biggest bill right here during the holidays. That's going to get you the cash you need to not put Christmas on a credit card. And that credit card debt, it'll be gone forever thanks to SaveWithConrad.com. Go read some of our five-star reviews all for yourself. Type this into your browser right now, C-O-N-R-A-D-Reviews.com. ConradReviews.com. See what our actual customers are saying about the process and their experience. It's almost five stars across the board. And then hurry to SaveWithConrad.com. Get yourself a quick quote. Find out how much money you can save for free. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. Heck, the other day we helped a guy save more than $1,100 a month. I want to be clear. He didn't save $1,100 one time. He's saving it this month, next month, the month after that, all because he went to save with Conrad.com. And you can do it too. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't save you some money, we won't waste your time. But right here during the holidays, what are you waiting for? Make this the best Christmas ever. Let's be like kids on Christmas and not have the financial stress of worrying about what are we going to do? You're going to get out of debt. 
faster and with cheaper monthly payments than you ever thought possible because you went to save with Conrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender at save with Conrad.com. Now you can get even more from the Kurt Angle show over at adfreeshows.com. Oh, it's true. Enjoy the entire Kurt Angle show library with no ads, plus catch brand new episodes each week before anyone else does, starting at just nine bucks. That definitely doesn't suck. What else doesn't suck? Interactive experiences that you can take part in with me. You get to jump on and ask me questions during our gold medal Q&A events. And if you joined us for Top Guy Weekend, we got to hang out together in Chicago. Adfree Shows also has tons of bonus episodes, including my recent Top 10 Dream Opponents list and watching back the night I kissed Stephanie McMahon. It is truly the gold standard in wrestling content. Get the Kurt Angle Show and all of Conrad's podcasts early, ad-free, and on video for as low as $9 a month. That's just $0.30 an episode. Head over to adfreeshows.com right now to sign up. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Will he want to go Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we welcome one of the originals of Team Angle, half of the world's greatest tag team, Charlie Haas. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How are you doing today, Paul? Kurt, man, I'm fired up today. We're so close to wrapping up 2021, and I really enjoy these shows when we get to bring on special guests. And today is no different. Charlie Haas is in the house, man. Yes, hey, thanks for having me. He's watching his kids at a wrestling tournament while he's doing the podcast. This is going to be pretty cool. How That'd you doing, good, Chuck? Man. I'm good, man. How you doing, Kurt? Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me on. And uh, sorry if uh, Russ made it to the finals. Um, I'm excited, man. He's at the um, stand- <laughs> Stockyard Stampede. And uh, you know how it is. This is never a dull moment. So I totally understand, Chuck. You're a father of a kid that wrestles. You're going to be there every single time. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Right, we're going to start the questions, Chuck. Uh, we share a lot of similarities, which is why we were so perfect together with myself, you, and Shelton. But what are your, some of your favorite amateur memories? Um, I think when uh, I'll see the one that when I was a freshman and I tried out for the uh, I, we had the um, wrestle loss for the uh, junior national tournament for our junior national team in Oklahoma, and I um, of course I'm in the same way with uh, Pat Smith and Robbie Haddon, so that was uh. Yeah, so, but I made the Greco team because they didn't wrestle Greco, thank God. But, uh, so, that was, uh, that, I was like, well, I'm going to be in the, the two of the best ever, so there it goes. But um, I think, um, you see, when in states, um, signing my uh, National Letterman tent, um, you know, um, getting a Division I scholarship at Seton Hall University, and then um, getting a Division I, you know, and then going on to uh, Nationals and uh, All-American. So. Yes, Chuck was an All-American in college, which was really impressive. Mm. 
Charlie, when did you know going from being a two-time Big East champion at Seton Hall, as you mentioned, to professional wrestler was what you wanted to do? Well, I uh, said so when we moved to Oklahoma, my dad was in the government. He was actually was in the Secret Service. So we got stationed in Oklahoma. And um, so I, I, I grew up watching pro wrestling. So um, we moved to Oklahoma. I was in seventh grade. And I saw the, um, you know, they had um, junior high sports. I saw wrestling. So I went out thinking it was pro wrestling. There's going to be a ring. And uh, so I'm not going to lie. I, I, I got into wrestling because of pro wrestling. So uh, it was something I wanted to do when I, you know, I always wanted to do. I sucked at amateur wrestling. The only thing is, I sucked at basketball worse because I got cut right away. Um, so I went back to just getting my butt kicked, and uh, finally it made off. So I, I got to ask you follow up to that. You started as a pro wrestling fan. Who were some of your favorite pro wrestlers as a kid growing up watching it? The uh, the first match I ever saw was um, turn on the TV. Now this is right when cable was starting to come out, um, and uh, I got WWF, and um, I saw Ray the Cripper Stevens and Lou Albano beat up Jimmy Snuka and then pile drive not once but twice on the cement blood everywhere they put the cross up and I was hooked man I was hooked and then uh we got cable and then I I got hooked on uh 605 to 805 WTBS Gordon Soley baby Arn Anderson Tony Blanchard my favorites it's awesome well you and Russ were a big tag team in the northeast independence yes sir we're going to yes, the sir. WWF what yes, made sir. you and Russ different than what was going on at the time um Russ um Mom and dad put him in gymnastics uh, before we got in wrestling. And I got put in soccer. So um, he was uh, – and he was um, my size, but he was athletic, man. He could um, he could do flips, standing back flips, um, aerials. Um, and, um, Is he a much better athlete than you, Chuck? A lot better, man. A lot better. A lot better athlete. No, and he um, – and I, he was just um, – he just got gifted, man. He was like uh, – he was the air, he was the uh, air force. And I was just the ground and pound and nose to the grind. No, he was a better athlete. Um, I had to work harder at it, you know, and it was just, it just came natural for him. You know, he could slam dunk a basketball. I could barely touch the net. So mm. that's how it worked. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over. Man, teaming with your brother had to be just phenomenal. You did it in the Indies. It had to be a blast. What are some of your favorite memories of the Jersey All-Pro? You were in ECWA together and then Combat Zone Wrestling. What are some favorite memories you had spending time there? So we um so we started um we started wrestling right before Ring of Honor came and uh, we were able to hold the uh you know, the tag straps of Jersey All-Pro and CZW. Um so and that was really Everybody from there went and started Ring of Honor, um, you know, when we signed with WWF. But the, I think one of our my favorite times is working for Jim Kettner at ECWA, and um, we broke in the Briscoe Brothers. Um, you know, Jim, 
uh, Mark and Jay. And uh, we have it's on YouTube. And um, it was great because what we did is um, we invaded their high school. We did a match there. They had their whole family there. They're from a small town in Delaware. It was packed. And um, so we, we knocked the boys out. They were in high school. We handcuffed the dad to the ring post. And then I splatted the mom, and he jumped, Russ dropped an elbow right on the mom's, uh, you know, uh, abdomen. Uh, and, dude, no one told or smartened up their family. They hit the ring. It was a, it was a riot. <laughs> Kevin Kelly was part of that. And uh, you, I, I got I, I got to score you the link. It was nuts. It was, it was absolute wrong. But, uh, yeah, we broke in the Briscoe Brothers. So, those are my favorites. And, and of course, um, when we first started wrestling from, we just got it. We just did our dark matches. And I remember we were at Madison Square Garden. Russ is covering somebody, but he's putting his hand there going, one, two, three. So we walk back, and um, Billy Gunn grabs me, and he rips my ass. He goes, that guy's doing the job. He goes, you no good mother. He goes, you son of a, you know. And I'm like, um, that was my brother. He goes, oh. I go, Russ, Billy wants to talk to you. I just took off. I go, you know, so, man, I was like, man, that is not an ass shoot I was going to think, man, because, you know, they're, they're, that's new age outlaws, and I didn't want to get fired. You know, we just got hired. So. Hey, Russ, oh, yeah. you were just talking about the match at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Is it the tryout match with your brother? Yes, it was a tryout match with my brother. Yeah. Of How course, many people can match. say that? You had a tryout match with your brother at Madison Square Garden. How many and people now, can man, say that? No, you know, and that was, uh, we had, it was, um, we did that. And then the next night we had to drive from, for some reason, from Madison Square Garden to Pittsburgh. And, and they go, can you guys be in Pittsburgh tomorrow? I'm like, sure. And we were, man, I was, you know, I was like, oh, right, let's go. And then we thought we were doing a dark match. And then that's when, uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard was waiting. He just kept teasing us. He's like, you're in big trouble, man. Vincent, uh, JR want to talk to you. And then we were towards the end of the show, Curtin, you were, you were on, you know, you were on top and it was a big show for you. And we were just sitting there and everyone's like, we thought we were going to get, you know, drive us out there and get fired and you know, tell us, you know, we're, they're not interested. But they, they get off of this developmental contract. So that was like our biggest, our second dark match we got developmental contract. Mm. Yeah. So thanks. Um, I'm sure it had a lot to do with Kurt putting a good word in for us, but also, um, you know, with uh, JR and Jerry Briscoe as well. So, Charlie, you worked in uh, Memphis Championship Wrestling. You're in Heartland Wrestling Association. You're back when the WWF, uh, this is when they had a lot of territory systems outside of OVW. And you get to work with Terry Golden and Les Thatcher. That had to be an amazing learning experience. Was there one one you preferred more than the other in terms of all the different wrestling territories you got to be a part of back then? Um, So... I, I really enjoyed uh, working at Memphis Championship Wrestling because it was um, the TV was live. It was the same place for Kurt work. Kurt, I saw uh, you when you first came on. You had the black leather vest. I dug that. <laughs> yeah. But um, the Stone Cold. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yes, yes. Um, no, but you know, so it was live. So what you did on TV, and you couldn't go back and correct it. You, you can't. You couldn't. You know, mess up. Our first match was against uh, Brian Danielson and um, Spanky. Um, you know, Brian, um, Brian Kendrick. So it was, um, wow. I really enjoyed that. Um, that came to an end. We got sent to HWA. It, it wasn't bad there. Um, we did our TV with OBW. So we would drive down from, um, um, from Cincinnati, but I, I think, um, I, it's, that's where Russ died. So, but I got, you know, Jim Cornette saved my career. He, uh, requested me. I was able to go to OBW and, uh, you know, because for so long I was a tag team wrestler and, now I got to become the singles wrestler. And I'm like, man, I don't even know who Charlie Haas is right now. So, but uh, I was able to, you know, thanks to Jimmy, man, um, and the WWE and um, the turf, man, because uh, prior, uh, prior to shutting down Memphis, they remember, Kurt, they did that match where it was Benoit with uh, Joey Matthews and Christian York. And it was you and then Russ and I. And it was like, uh, 
we wanted to see what Team Angle would be like, you know, because um, the four of us is going to be, it was going to be four of us eventually. It was going to be Shelton, Kurt, Russ, and I. So, uh, you know, thank God um, they were patient. And uh, thank God Shelton was such a, just had the same work ethic, you know. So I'm uh, very grateful for that. Well, I know this is going to be uncomfortable, Charlie, but let's yeah, talk yeah, about no, it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. How big of an impact did your little brother have on you? Um, he's our best friend, man. My best friend. Um, it's just like it was uh, it's twenty years to his death uh, last Wednesday. But I uh, know, man, he was my best friend. Um, I, I, it's funny because I uh, I watch uh, Russ and Chuck, you know, my boys, and they're just like same age difference. Um, they're, they're best of friends, you know. Uh, they can be enemies, but you know, they always had their each other's back. But no, man, I was um, now Russ was like when he died, uh, part of me died, you know. Um, you find your baby brother dead. It's, it's, it's tough, man. You know, it's, it's tough to recover. It's tough to recover. Mm. when russ passes away how did the wwf help you through this charlie uh they're very supportive man they're very supportive they could have been uh they could have um man they they could have let me go um they uh were able they got russ's body from cincinnati to houston uh, where the burial was um uh everyone you know a lot of people showed up in support um at the funeral um you know, and then because a month after that, you know, this was a, this was going on at the same time that they just purchased CCW and WCW. Mm. So, you know, they're doing the invasion angle, and, um, and Russ and I were doing the uh, WrestleMania access matches at the Astrodome or the Astrodome or outside the Astrodome um, when um, Russell, when Kurt and uh, Benoit had uh, that awesome match, and they announced that the WCW wrestlers were uh, were, were there, and. Um, so we didn't know what was going to happen, you know. So um, Russ was still alive. And so they bring in all the people from WCW. And they bring in all the people from ECW. So, you know, and, and actually, so they, made, they closed Memphis down. So there's only really six of us from Memphis. It was Umaga, uh, Maddie, Rosie, which is uh, Joe, uh, Joe Anawa, or uh, Roman Reigns' brother, Steve Bradley, Lance Cade, Russ and I. There's only six of us that survived the cuts in Memphis. And um, so... It was like we were like we all of a sudden now we're on the back burner, and we're like, man, they're 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 going through all the ECWWC guys, rightfully so. They had TV time, so we did not know what was going to happen. And then, um, and then when, when Russ died, and I was really, I was like, I felt like I was in a, a you know, like the, a boat wreck, and I'm just trying to come up look for water, and I'm going through all this debris and wood, and I'm like, man, it was just, it was like, you know, having to, you know, shift your way through all this, um, through all these, um. Uh, you know, all these other wrestlers and all, you know, all their talent and their TV time. I'm trying to prove that, no, my brother's not here, but I, I still could have some value to WWE. So it was, um, it was, uh, it was a learning experience. Um, think, um, you know, a lot of it was and luck. Uh, a lot of it was um, that I survived. A lot of it was, you know, Kurt putting in a good word for me. Um, and uh, I think WWE, you know, when Shelton, you know, you know, he's like, yeah, let's do team angle, you know, and I, I think because we clicked so well, and, you know, we were training under Arn then. It really worked out. So, um, you know, all you can do is go forward, you know. Um, yeah, but, but you know, I was going to say, but right after Russ died, a month later, I must have uh, built a mod with New Morris. And uh, he goes, I got this new move I want to try. So he hits, like, shoots me off the ropes, and he hits the ropes to a baseball sliding drop to hold, and it blows up my ACL. So so now I'm, like, I go from my brother dying and blowing up my ACL. I thought I was getting fired. But it was probably – it's probably best because it, it gave me time to heal in some way, but to have a gr- grief for about six months, you know, and figure out what's going on. 
Well, Chuck, let me ask you this. Did you ever think about walking away from wrestling? No, I didn't. I, um, I, I know I, you know, when, uh, Russ and I were at the, um, access and I was right after your match and we were out right on the, right, right by the gorilla, you know, when the fire was gone and I looked, I go, Russ, look at this man. I go next year. See, it's WrestleMania next year. And we're going to be at WrestleMania, man. It's going to be us. And, um, you know, it, it didn't happen. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish what we started. Um, I owe it to him. And um, you know, and I remember when Shelton and I did, did our first WrestleMania, we're walking down that ramp, and he goes, "Walk slow, man." He goes, "We may never get it." He goes, "You, you promised your brother." He goes, "You did it, and you did it." You know, I was like, "No, we did it." So it's um, I, it was yeah, man. I, I didn't think about walking away ever. Um, I was just trying to figure out who I was and how to reinvent myself. You know, because all all I had were these tag team moves and. Man, you know how it is. You got to have these single moves, and then I was so worried about moves, Kurt. I wasn't worried about the work between the moves until you know later on, and that's the key. You, know? you had to you had to figure out a chemistry with Shelton now because you had yeah. your brother. Yeah, yeah, and um, then and then they gave, you know, they gave us uh, because at first they were putting Rodney Mack and me together, and then Shelton and Rodney Mack trying to see what was going to work on. And Rodney Mack's Jazz's husband, and um, so I was. Uh, you know what was going to happen, and then thank God, um, you know, they decided to go shot my and then Arn, you know, they Arn man for about eight nine months, man. We traveled with them, we showed up before the, the, the shows, we trained with them. He would show us how he would do it. He goes, put your uh, Charlieism or your Shotonism in it, you know, and it worked, man. We had the same goal, and um, dude, it was just, I mean, when you have Arn Anderson, who I, I consider is one of the best minds, but one of the best time team ever. I mean, and he puts his stamp of approval on you, you know, it, 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 you're ready to go. Because, I mean, Kurt, you know, they threw us right into the fire with the Guerreros right away. So. <laughs> they did throw you in the fire, yes. I hate Steven Singer. With all the shipping delays and fulfillment issues expected for holidays, Christmas shopping has come earlier than ever. Luckily, Steven is giving every other jeweler out there another reason to hate him. Steven Singer Jewelers has the number one gift this holiday, diamond stud earrings and steven is fully stocked with the most beautiful best value real diamond studs anywhere choose a great pair of anita diamond stud earrings for under 270 dollars sound familiar well that's because it's the same price last year he's not jacking up prices like everyone else just the perfect price every single day no sales, no discounts, no BS. Steven's real diamond studs are flawless to the eye, near colorless, and come with his famous full value lifetime trade-in guarantee. You can trade up your diamond studs anytime and receive exactly what you paid towards a new pair. And with an unbeatable full 100 day, 100% money back guarantee, making it no risk for shopping early for holiday. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com, always with fast and free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. So, Charlie, uh, Kurt and I can obviously see here, a lot of our listeners are just listening to the show, don't see the video, and it has come through uh, how much your brother and the memory of yeah. him still affects you to this day, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it's... Um, you're getting real emotional, uh, yeah, it's um, it's like uh, man, your uh, your brother dies, man. You know, and you're like, what, what do you? I mean, you know, I think it was worse was um, trying to revive him, wake him up. We couldn't, 
And then, uh, you know, his wife's there. She said she saw him at three in the morning and that he was, um, she's like, he was watching TV. Man. I don't know what happened. And, um, the, you know, 99% blockage of his arteries. And his body cannot break down HDLs, which is the um, plaque in your blood, you know. And uh, when they did the autopsy, he was at a, uh, uh, his HDL levels, which was supposed to be all around 40, they were at a nine. Mm. So his body, all those, all the times I'm like, man, you're lazy, boy, let's go, let's run, let's work out. He was lethargic, and that was a sign that he had arterial sclerosis. And, um, and uh, you know, we never, you know, and honestly, because I'm like, Dude, you're so lazy, man. You got to get up. You got to work out. And said, like, man, he goes, you got to learn how to flip. You know, I mean, so, I mean, it was just like, you know, I didn't know what was going on. We didn't know the signs. We didn't think at 27 years old sure. that would happen. Um, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was tough, man. It was, uh, it was really tough. And I was, I mean, like I said, man, I, then I think the worst thing was calling my mom and dad and telling them uh, that their son's dead. That. Yeah, it's hard. It was tough. It was very hard. It's been the toughest thing in the world, Chuck. It sucked. Man. It, it, was, it was. It was really bad. So. And, and reversely, how important did it then become for you, Charlie, to honor his memory with what you did in the ring with Shelton, with Kurt? I think it, it, you know, it was very important. It was very important. Um, I wanted people to know who Russ was. I mean, people kind of do. Um, you know, internet wasn't big. Uh, internet TV wasn't around. It was just, it was like really just... Uh, you know, the websites weren't really coming out. So I want to know. So I did as I wrote his name down, you know, and on my wrist, uh, Russ. And if people would ask, I'd tell him, you know, um, I just wanted everything. Um, I mean, I just wanted him to know that I, I finished what we started. And, uh, and I just wanted him to be happy. You know, I just wanted him to know that, you know, I didn't, I didn't quit. You know, um, I just, uh, it, it, it was tough. Man. It was, it was, uh, it was the hardest day of my life, man. It was, it was sucked. It's uh, you know, when you lose somebody like that, you know, because you know we grew up together, and then uh, man, we always wanted to wrestle, and then um, you know, and then uh, we went to college and wrestled together. So uh, you're talking about we never, and then we moved, you know, got into pro wrestling, so we were living together, and so you guys were together your whole lives, right, Chuck? Yeah, whole lives, yeah, yeah, our whole lives, man. So all of a sudden, it's that part's ripped right out of your heart, gone. Well, you won the HWA title from Val Venus just two and a half weeks after Russ passed away. Yes, yes. How I emotional yeah. was that for you? It was really emotional. Um, I got to thank D'Lo Brown. He set that up because uh, he was supposed to wrestle, and um, and he came out. And he's like, "Man, I want to do something." Uh, and that was kind of like we—I didn't know what was going on. So what they did was they uh, they went ahead and um, they surprised me. D'Lo was like, uh, "You know, Charlie's here. Uh, you know, we." We lost Russ a couple of months, you know, a month ago. And um, he goes, uh, or less than like two weeks, he goes, I want to give up my opportunity and have Charlie wrestle with Albinus. And I was like, whoa, I mean, so, uh, dude, I mean, yeah, you talk about learning on the fly. And Albinus is one of the best. Um, and, 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 uh, it was good, man. I think the whole crowd was like, it was uh, kind of a Dusty Rhodes finish. They had, Albinus had his guys coming out trying to interfere. The Samoans came out, uh, Umaga and, and Rosie and, you know, Maddie and, uh, it was great. It was um, so. Finally, when I got the um, the win, the whole place erupted. I mean, it was like uh, it was like my my main event for WrestleMania. It was something I always remember. Mm. It, was, it was really good. It was uh, it was a good. It was a feel good moment. It really was. You were talking a little bit about uh, you know uh, once everything kind of changes for you here, you two were signed as a tag team. Were you going through a lot of worry in terms of hey, what does this mean for me? I'm worried about my spot now since. Basically, yeah, everything I mean, has changed. 
and especially after I blew my knee out, you know, um, right after I, I got the uh, HWA title, and then I blew my knee out, and I'm like, man, I thought it was like, I was just waiting for Johnny Ace. Johnny Ace, they just, they just had the new regime. JR stepped down. Johnny Ace is in charge. That's when Johnny Axe started getting to come around, and he just started letting people go. I was like, I remember he called me, and I just got cleared. I just got cleared. I remember Mark Carano called me. He goes, uh, Charlie, he goes, just got a bill for your physical therapy. I'm like, yeah. He goes, $9,000 in one month. I go, well, he told me he wanted me back as fast as I can. I'm spending six to seven hours in physical therapy. And he just hung up, you know. And then I got the call from Johnny, and I go, I'm fired, right? He goes, no, you're going to OBW, man. Cornet once. And I was like, he goes, be there tomorrow. I go, I'll be there tonight. So I was, uh, you know, thank, you know and, I, and I got to think, during the time Russ died, um, you know, the wrestling community was so small because I know it, uh, it affected um, – OVW a lot because Lisa Marie was down there. She was part of us with in Memphis, so um, she was uh, you know. So they were they were really it hit them too, and uh, and it hit you know, Shelton and Brock too because at the time you had the Haas brothers, amateur wrestlers. You had Brock and Shelton, the Minnesota Stretch and Crew, and we were supposed to have a um, a guard match. Someone in the uh, WWE messed up and they forgot to book us, and they just booked Shelton and Brock. And I was like, thank God, because Brock was doing that gainer off the top rope. And I was like, <laughs> and, uh, and Shelton was doing some kind of leg drop off the top rope. So they wanted the finisher to have both of us get hit by, you know, one of those two. You know, both moves. I'm like, no way, man. I go, rest your thing in the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, in 2002, yeah, you're called up to the main roster and put with Shelton Benjamin to be Team Angle. How you yeah. doing, man? <laughs> How did you first learn about this and how excited were you, Chuck? Yeah, when, I, when I when I got when I got when I got brought up to um, Team Angle, I was like, man, I was, yeah, I was like, it was a dream come true because what happened was um, we were down in OBW and um, and Jr. and Shelton was doing this finish off with um, did you win? Did you wrestle yet? We have a live run in here from his from his son. This is great, Kurt. Right. I'm watching <laughs> Russ right here. No, I'm sorry. I know. So. Um, uh, no, so Russ is uh, no, uh, so um, Shelton's uh, you know he's doing his big blow up match with um, Rodney Mack because they were a tag team in OVW, so it was a, it was a chain match. And then I was wrestling Christopher Nowinski, and it was like there I was getting over as a baby face, and they were really starting to push me. And then Jr. came in for the match, and so did Arn, and they see Shelton and I just standing next to each other, and Jr. said something, and uh, Arn and Arn nodded and said, and then I and then um. And then JR came up and he goes, could you tag again? I go, yeah. He goes, well, Shelton, I go, absolutely. I go, if he wants to. And um, Shelton was, you know, they weren't really doing anything with him right there at the time. It was, it was all about the Benjamins, maybe. And uh, he was like, you know what? Let's do it, man. And Arn, Arn pulled me aside tonight. He goes, I'm going to push you. I'm going to I'm gonna break you. I'm going to tell you when you're struggling. I'll tell you when you're good. He goes, all I want you to do is I want you and Shelton to, to be the best tag team ever. The world's great. And he goes, yeah, I want you guys to be the world's greatest. You know, I'm like, we can do it, man. And then um, when they called and they said, um, and this is a funny story. They said, you guys, you're doing Team Angle. Man, I mean, dude, I was so pumped. And I, I still didn't believe it because they brought us in to get to debut and they kept pushing it back. But they pushed it back like two weeks. And um, and they had we had all the gear made. I'm like, well, we got the gear made. So they can't, they can't cancel it for us. So I remember I was doing They could, actually, Chuck. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You're right. They could. They um. I got a story about that too. So when I, I get to OVW and I'm like Jimmy, uh, 
I, 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 team angle. He goes, yeah, but you haven't debuted yet. I go, yeah, but they gave me the gear. He goes, oh, really? I go, yeah. He goes, where tonight, Joe, for TV taping? So I'm like, all right. So it puts me and Lance Cade in a tar and feather match. And I'm wearing the team angle single. And I'm like, son of a gun. So corn syrup with feathers all over me. And I was like, well, that taught me to keep my mouth shut. So I was like, I was, like, yeah, I was never so mad at it. You know? It was the same day Lance Cade and I are having this feud. And we show up. No one's around, so we start something ring up. He pulls up. He goes, "Both of you are fine. Fifty dollars breaking tape, babe. You're in a fucking. You're in a. Um, you're in a feud, and now you guys are helping build the ring together." And I was like, "The only one's here. I mean, find this fifty dollars." So I was like, "Unbelievable!" Wow. But I, I love Jimmy. But I asked him for a receipt for a tax right off, and I think that really put the final uh, nail in the coffin on the Tar uh, and Feather match. So, you know, <laughs> so yeah, that was. Uh, you know, I was like, man, it was. It was. Uh, it was a rough start. I was like, please just get us going. But then, um, you know, after we begin, we started, we debuted Team Angle. They kept me in OVW, and I, they kept me doing the. And Kurt, you got me out of there because I was coming in beat up, and I was like, man, my back, my uh, sciatica, and because I was having to do practice and still wrestle there. It was like seven days straight for about five months after we're doing all this stuff with the Guerreros and Benoit. I'm like, man, you got me out of there. So thank you. Thank you. It was a rough schedule, huh, Chuck? It was tough, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it was really tough. Uh, it's funny. Uh, it's like, uh, I'm sure you had the same thing going on with Memphis, too. I know you did. So when you were, when you were there, so you were trying to, you know, you were just, Bradley was down there teaching you, and you were up, on, you know, up, up in the main stage as well. Helmets, shoulder pads, mouthpieces, vaccinations. BioNTech and Pfizer remind you that football season is at its best when you help protect yourself. So I got two questions first. How surreal is it? Cause you mentioned at the top of the show that you started watching wrestling and watching guys like Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard together. And now Arn Anderson is this huge influence in your career. How surreal is that to have him so involved in your career as a wrestler? It was, uh, it was surreal, man. I'm sitting there going, this is something I've watched, man. I mean, when, when I look at, when I look at, um, the best tag teams in the world and people ask me, they're like, um, Charlie, what, what's wrong with tag team wrestling? I go, thank you. I go, um, I'll tell you what the problem is. It's um, the Hills tried out wrestling the baby faces. The Hills want to be as spectacular and um, they want to be as good as the, as the baby faces. I go, the old cliche is, uh, and I go, I go, who's the best tag team ever? And then, you know, people, depending on their age, they'll, they'll say, I go, mine aren't Anderson, totally Blanchard. I go, now, can you tell me one double tag team that they ever did? Never did. They're the best. Why? Because they knew how to psychology. They worked the body part. The old Anderson cliche. You go in, you take that limb, and you beat it useless, and you, you know, until so you hinder him with it. And then he goes, and then you, you make him submit or you tap or pin him. He goes, uh, did you walk into Walmart by a three-legged table? He goes, absolutely not. He goes, well, that's what you're gonna do to your opponent. So I mean that was what something I did. We we added our own our own style to it. We worked body parts, we worked uh, you know, um, you know, we just we work body parts like I'm still doing it today. I, I did a match the other day and I, I worked the eyes. No one works just the eyes. So like, why would you like go? Well, if you can't see, you can't wrestle. So I just every time the guy start firing up, I just blind it. It's perfect. It's like it's smart. There you Brilliant. go. Yeah. No, but cool. um yeah, yeah. Arnie Anderson, um, yeah, it was it was it's uh, I'm watching him grow up and I'm watching his promos and everything from w, you know, I grew up in that WTBS Gordon Soli, and I'm like, man, it's Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson is like man, it's stamp of approval on us, man. You know? <laughs> It was, it was great. It was really good. And Jerry Briscoe as well, the Briscoe brothers from Oklahoma. So. There you go. 
This question's for both of you, and I'm going to start with you first, Charlie. Being in a stable of amateur wrestlers in a sports entertainment world, did you find it hard to adapt at all? No, you know, uh, no, I, I think it was it was good because of the amateur. Um, Arn, Arn would always say, and I think Kurt can attest to this, with an amateur wrestler, man, we, we're pretty snuck and stuck. We're pretty tight or snug or, you know, we're, we're stiff. Um, it's easier to pull you back to loosen up. It's hard to take somebody that's never had any kind of combative um, sports or any type of uh, training and to teach them how to throw a punch, or teach them how to be physical. It's um, So I think it, plus being a fan, I think, um, you know, we just were like, you guys got to lighten up. You guys got to lighten up. You know, I mean, I, and, and, and that's okay because once we learn that and then, you know, you, you pretty much, you, you know, you can, you, you, once you learn that, then you're good to go. Um, I know we had a we had a big big, Kurt, you know Kurt was at a different level than us and coming off you know the Olympic gold medalist and uh, Sean and I are trying to prove ourselves and you know being a uh, you know team angle but we had a lot of, you know we're going with a lot of the uh, top guys right away and you know you got to learn your pecking order because this guy may not like you at all touching him or he wants you really light and this guy no I got to feel it like a Benoit or a Guerrero got, I got to feel it yourself you know you got Shawn Michaels Rick Flair it's like yeah, yeah, it's it's you got to be a really good uh, performer. You know, you you don't want to be too tight, too snug because they have a lot of miles on their body at the time, and they're still making money, and they want to continue making money for the family. So you know, you had to really know you your where you what you can do with this guy and what you can do with this guy, and uh, you know, and, that, and I think that's what really made us um, the special tag team. People wanted to work with us. Same thing, Kurt. Same thing for you. For me, amateur wrestling, I was very aggressive. And when I started in the pro wrestling, I wasn't adapting very well at first because I wanted to do all the moves. I wanted to do all the offense. So what I had to do is forget everything I ever learned and learn the basics of pro wrestling, the bumping and the selling, most importantly, first. And that's something that you don't do in amateur wrestling because you don't think you're going to get thrown under your back. You don't think you're going to take any bumps. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult to go from amateur to pro. So I forgot everything I ever learned. And I started from scratch and what I was able to do eventually six to 12 months down the road, I was able to bring my offense from amateur wrestling into my pro wrestling, uh, attire. So, um, it, it took me some time to develop, you know, uh, a good uh, rapport with myself as far as getting in the ring and wrestling and being safe. I mean, that that's the most important thing. Safety is the most important issue in professional wrestling. So that's I right. had to forget everything I ever learned and learn the pro wrestling techniques and learn the psychology and then bring the amateur wrestling back into it. Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, like with amateur wrestling, it's like you have one gear, man. It's like, it, it's, it's like sprint, you know, um, and, you know, and it's like, so you, you got to learn different gears in, in pro wrestling. You got to learn to sell. You got to register. You got to tell a story. It's the work between the moves. Speed and, uh, up, slow down. Good. Speed up, yeah. slow down. Yeah. Slow down. All right. Now register. Now you're mad that he did this to you. What are you going to do? I got to do this to him. And now you got to register. Now look what I did. Aren't you proud of what I did? You know, it's like, and that's where Kurt really helped shut my out. I mean, he, I, he called it, you don't remember, he called it bridging. I the bridge between the moves and, you're, and what you're building is the work. That's the bridge. So that's what Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but you guys were like the original shield coming in as my heaters. 
Were you and Sheldon ready for that spot at that time? Um, I think we, uh, it was sink or swim. Um, I, you know, I, I think we definitely were, we were definitely ready. And, um, we just didn't know if, um, if anyone else thought we were ready. Um, cause you know, they put us right in with the Guerreros and I'll, and I'll be honest with you. And I, God love that. Love Eddie. But the first six months, it was very, it was a, it was a tough transition with the Guerreros because we showed up and they, and they felt like they were going to, uh, they felt like that they were, they were going to have to teach two green guys coming in that never wrestled before. They didn't know the training we were going through. And, um, so, you know, the, the first time we wrestled the Guerreros was on a house show. They dressed on the other side of the uh, arena. They wouldn't even talk to us. We, I'm like, well, who we wrestled the Guerreros? We didn't know until we were in the ring and we heard their music. And that's the way they, they treated us for like six months. Like it was called on the fly and we had to call in the ring. And it we was did that quite great. a bit. We, we did yeah. that in a tag team match at a house show once where it was a six man tag match. And, uh, yeah. They wanted to call the whole thing in the ring. It was, it's really difficult. A tag match is a lot yeah. more difficult to call in the ring than a singles yeah. match. Yes, sir. Definitely. You know, and then, uh, then you, you know, and then like, you know, they're, I know their skill set because I've seen them on TV. They have no idea what we're doing. We're trying to do something and they just, and they're like, nope. And I'm like, turning you down. You know, I mean, yeah. So I'm just sitting there going, are they trying? You know, it, it came to where it was a fight backstage and that's when they, they decided to work with us. And it was like Shelton had enough. He threw the water bottle. Um, Eddie Pye faced me. I shoved him. And then here comes Chavo. Shelton jacks him. And I'm like, and uh, Dean, you know, Johnny is like, that's it. You guys are out of here. And um, Dean Malenko goes, no. Guerrero started. Well, I'm not the I, only I, one that got in the fight with Eddie Guerrero. Huh? Yeah. And this was, this was before that. And uh, and um, and I, I remember that too. With the but um, and uh, Dean Malenko goes, no. Eddie started it. Johnny had to come back and apologize. And Eddie called me later and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And that, after that, it broke the ice, man. And it was, I mean, it was, it was like, uh, you know, a dancing partners was like hand in the glove. I mean, it just worked. And we were looking forward to going to work. And it was like, man, it tested us. Um, we stuck, man, we were like, no, we're not going to give in. We're not going to let them, you know, punk us out. We're, we're badasses in real life. But, um, you know, we had to do it in a working way. And uh, we learned a lot. And it was, it was a lot of growing things. I'll tell you that. So. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Man, with that story, even the dog in the background sounds like it's upset yeah, here in that I'm one. So, I know. I'm so. <laughs> it's okay, man. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm, about to, I'm about to football punch that dog right about. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Hey, listen. Chuck. It's, it is what it is. Listen, you and Shelton win the tag team titles just two months into your WWE run. Two months, and you're teaming, and you're teaming with freaking Kurt Angle, the Olympic gold medalist, in a top program with with with, with Paul Heyman, and you're wrestling the likes of Chris Benoit, Brock Lesnar, the Guerreros. Could you ask for anything more when you make your WWE main roster debut? Yeah, dude, I was. uh, I've never been so happy in my life. I mean, we we won it in Philadelphia. We beat the Guerreros. Um, I mean, Kurt had the world title. I mean, we had all the titles, and like we were a faction. I and uh, I remember 
I'm, you know, I'm driving and I go, we dr- we're, we're leaving the Philadelphia arena at the time. It's right by the, where the, they filmed Rocky Balboa, you know, the stairs. I'm like, so, I go, I'll pull, pull the car over. So I'm like, pull right. Man, I took off and I, he's driving. I'm, I'm running the stairs with a belt, man. I'm up there going, like, you know. <laughs> I mean, dude, I was like, dude, we're, we're the world, the world tag team champions. The world tag, I mean, and I mean, we beat, you know, the Guerreros and uh, wrestling Brock and wrestling, um, man. And that's not even a dog. That's a girl doing that. So, um, and uh, a little baby girl. Um, and we, um, and dude, I'm like, man, we, this is like, you couldn't. Asked for a better storyline, and I'm just glad that we didn't sink. I'm glad that uh, we were able to, you know, keep our composure, stay afloat, be humble. And I'm just, you know, I'm glad that it worked out. I always told um, Sean, I go, you know, I think, you know, you were a guardian angel that Russ uh, sent me because, um, you know, Sean and I are still best friends. Uh, he was the best man at my wedding, Godfather to Kayla. And, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, he, he, he's my brother, man. And, uh, you know, it just, it just, no, you know, it's, um, yeah, it, it worked out, uh, you know, but to go back to with Kurt, um, Kurt doesn't remember, I remember meeting him when I was in college and, uh, he was getting ready for the Olympics and that was, uh, 95 well, we were up in Iowa and I, I don't know, you were up there training Kurt. And I mean, you, you know how it was the nationals and we're up there trying to make weight and you're up there training. And I don't know, I think you were working with Kurt or I don't know what you were doing. Or, uh, yeah. We had like, Olympic team training during the NCAAs. Right. So. And I mean, I'm sitting there going, that's Kurt Angle. That's Kurt Angle. And, uh, and uh, it was right before Kurt beat her. I mean, remember when you got his teeth out or something like that? And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I mean, yeah. So I met you. You're like, hey, how you guys doing, man? Keep working hard. But yeah, so that's where uh, dude, I, I, met, I met Kurt Angle when I was in college. And I was like, everyone, because I saw Kurt's um, last match in college. Mr. K was in Oklahoma City. Or one when you won the match, you know, when you won a, I think it was your last match or the national title. National yeah. title, yeah. Yep, national title in Oklahoma City. And I just uh, signed with St. Hall and uh, I went down to watch it. Yeah. So it was always uh, you know, we didn't have YouTube and all that. All we have is USA Wrestling magazine, and it was always just Kurt, 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 and I, I was like, you know, that's one of your proteges and something you you, you know you loved. Well, getting back to the tag team titles. You guys won him so quickly. You feel the pressure of being in a top spot. You know, we, we did um, because a lot of the guys that we were working, we didn't know. They, it was hard to tell if they wanted to work with us. Um, you know, um, uh, Benoit, yeah, loved it. Uh, Mino, yeah. We had growing pains with the grills. Once we got that done, that was good. Billy Kim and Ray Mysterio was awesome. APA, well, that's a different story. Um, I love, it's always a different story I, with the APA. I love John and I love Ron, but I mean, dude, I mean, that spine on the pine probably took about 10 years off my career, you know, and, uh, and you know, and they, uh, I remember, you know, John just like, shit me off, man, go, go call a backdrop. I go backdrop and he stopped me and just hit me as hard as he can right on your back. I'm like, <laughs> no, you, it's like, you know, I, I love John though. Um, he, uh, with, with the story with him is, uh, we um they sent the APA, APA down in Memphis and uh Terry Golden wasn't happy with uh, Russ Rye or something and um so he asked APA to come in and uh, tune this up because I want you to fucking uh, take liberties on him. John and he goes okay and he goes Haas, pin me in the ring. He let me beat him. Terry was so mad and he went back and he uh he told uh Terry uh, John went and told Jr and they shut Memphis down man. So, uh, yeah. 
So wow. yeah, and I was like, Bradshaw was telling me about that. I was like, holy, I go, I forgot all that. Yeah. So John could have took liberties and he and he's like, that's not right, man. He goes, these hospitals are good kids. And uh he changed it right on the fly and he and, and Terry goes, that's not what I wanted. I wanted them to go, you know, to lose because we were the mid-south tag team champions in time. And JBL's like, I don't need another title besides, man, they're better than us. So wow. You know, yeah. So it was uh it was good, man. And then uh, yeah, but you know, um he went from that tag team, um, APA, um, and then, you know, we started working, uh, they're bringing other tag teams up, like the Bastions and working them. Um, but you know what? They never did a crossover, um, and we were trying to get this work. We wanted to have the world's greatest tag team wrestling, the greatest tag team at the time, the Dudleys. They were on Raw. We never had that happen. Um, I know Bubble was pushing for it. Um, it just never came to fruition. And it was right when one of the Road Warriors died. It was It was hard. And they, they, they pitched the idea of doing like a Hawk Memorial Cup, like the WWE. And um, and it was like, um, and we, that's what we wanted to be the finals. But it never came to fruition. Um, yeah, we never got a chance to work them, um, or we never got a chance to work uh, Evolution. You know? and, I, and I tell people to this day, that's why I think they split us up too early, because dude, they had the two different pay per views. And I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not really hired back, probably, but uh, I just felt that we were starting to pull ahead and that we were. There were only three of us, and uh, damn, we were good, though, sir. We were good. Mm. Well, uh, you defend the tag team titles at WrestleMania 19, and let's talk about that match a little bit, Charlie. It's you and Shelton against Eddie and Chavo against Chris Benoit and Rhino. This is the same show where Kurt is on top against Brock. Kind of hard to top that moment, right? It's, uh, it, was, uh, it was so hard. I remember how we walked out there, I'm like, that whole weekend was just such a blur but yeah, the things stand out was you know it was the, the wrestlemania access and i mean before that building up to this they had the wrestlemania restaurant and they had kurt and Shelton night man we were we were doing uh you know we need you at the restaurant okay i mean dude, we were we were right there kurt brought us along with everything and uh i mean you know um you know all the way up to the um the hall of fame induction you know all right, you guys got to sit here with Kurt. We're gonna we're gonna zoom in on you guys. Zoom over here. I mean, they're telling the storyline, building it, feeling the tension. And um, you know, so we get to Safeco Field. Like this place is huge, and the locker rooms are on this side, my home plate. You got to go all the way around the walk to get to um, you know, to get to the entrance, which is on the outfield. And I just remember, uh, man, something I walked in. Like, man, it's a long walk. I'm like, yeah, but we'll never have this again. All of a sudden, we had beep, beep, and it goes fucking the Guerreros, and it goes Rhino and uh, Benoit and golf carts. Like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so they, you know, they, they even smart us up to it. You're like, well, you're the champs, you figure it out. But, uh, dude, it was, um, yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, to wrestle those guys and to be victorious, I mean, for them to let us, uh, you know, keep the titles, I mean, that was, uh, that was, uh, that was a big moment in our career. Feeling frustrated after getting rejected for a credit card or a personal loan? It happens way too often. That's why Credit Karma is changing the way people find and apply for cards and loans. Whether you're refinancing credit card debt or paying for an upcoming expense, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you fresh personal loan offers that are personalized for you. On Credit Karma, you can check out multiple loan offers side by side. Members who compare loan offers on Credit Karma save on average 30% on interest rates. It's completely free and easy to sign up for a Credit Karma account with no effect on your credit score, making it simple to search for the right personal loan for you. Credit Karma will even show you your approval odds so you can choose offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. 
And once you have a loan, Credit Karma can help you track your progress as you pay off your debt and even let you know if you can refinance and save. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Ready to apply? Head over to creditkarma.com forward slash loan offers to see personalized loan offers with your approval odds right now. Go to creditkarma.com forward slash loan offers to find the right loan for you. That's creditkarma.com forward slash loan offers. Fall is here and we could all use a stiff freeze. Uh, what did Vince call Kurt once? El Stiffo. Uh, that's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. So let's chew it and do it. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help you in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. And that's where our friends at Blue Chew come in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take these dudes anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or just be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, the process is simple. You just sign up at bluechew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Now, here's the best part. It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped direct to your door, all in a discreet package. Guys, there's nothing sexier than confidence, or so the ladies say. And Blue Chew can help you get that confidence where it counts. And if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ANGLE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is angle to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring today's podcast. Well, Chuck, we're remembered as being this unit, but we're actually only together for about six months before I fire your asses. Were you as <laughs> disappointed yeah. as I was that they broke us up? I was really, I was really disappointed. And I was like, no, I'm like, why, why does Kurt have to be a baby face? And like, I, go, I don't know why simple. either, to be honest with you. I know, I, I, here's, here's the way I would have booked it. I would have said, okay, Kurt, come back. Brock's like, you know, you know who called me? Brock called me. Yeah, man. And, it, and all of a sudden, man, we built for that match in Madison's Garden that we had, and you fucking turn and drop Brock. Now you're even bigger heel than ever. That's, I would have booked it to where having everything he was turning, and all of a sudden, man, at the last moment, we drop him, you look at us, we look at him, we smile, and we put the fucking, we put the boots to him. Uh, I mean, that, that's what I would have been an Arnie Anderson finish, you know, but I don't know who came up with that. Tennessee booking, Chuck. <laughs> yes, I know. But, I mean, yeah, don't give the fans what they want. They wanted it. I'm like, no, don't. I mean, I think it was more devastating when Kurt's like, look, I, I, I got to go have a surgery on my neck and I'm going to be gone for a while. And I mean, so you were gone for probably a good six months and we still were the team angle, you know, and we were carrying around a painting of Kurt. We put him out, you know, and we put him on the. Um, well, we're carrying on the, uh, the, the painting of Kurt. We put him on this like uh, easel, and uh, you know we had the gold medals, you know, taped to it. And the Guerreros would come and steal it. You know, they lied to you. So we're looking for our painting. So we're chasing. Uh, there's a lot of shenanigans going on as Team Angle, but you know, but you know, you know, you know, we're like, yeah, these gold medals. Kurt told us we had to hold on to them, get back, and they'd be gone. You know, so there was a lot of stuff going on. It was like, so it was six months, but it was really a year. But they didn't see us together for six months. So. You you had mentioned it already, Charlie. But then you and Shelton are redubbed the world greatest world's greatest tag team. Do you remember who came up with that idea for you guys? Um, well, I remember Arn saying, 
You guys, you guys are so, you guys are gelling so well. Is, does that guys feel like the world's greatest? Like you guys are the best in the world? Uh, I go, yeah. I go, yeah, I said I do. And uh, something's like, yeah. I mean, it just clicked. It just, you know, it worked. And um, we were having great matches with Ray Mysterio and Billy Kidd. Of course, you know, it takes more than, it takes another tag team and, and the referee. And, uh, you know, to, to be, uh, to make it a good a tag team. You know, you got to have, you got to have people who work with you. And, you know, working with Edge. We're working with, uh, you know, Christian. We're working with um, Ray Mysterio and Edge. You know, they're a tag team. I mean, we're working with everybody. That was on top, and um, and I remember they're like, "All right, you guys are from college. We're going to give you like that college entrance. Um, we're going to do like the uh, guys going to. We, we took Shelton's Minnesota maroon and my silver from the seat hall maroon and silver. And so I'm like, I hated that car. I was like, can we do something different? Uh, uh, and so then um, they started. All right, and then um, Tony Chimmel was like, we didn't even know what the tag team was. He goes in uh on Anderson, he goes, self-proclaimed world's greatest tag team, you know, so that was at the house show, and that's how, that's how, you know, nice. Anderson's like, the world's greatest tag team, so they wanted us to come up with something, and uh, it was pretty much on, you know, like, you know Tony Chemmel's little kiss on it, because he goes, self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed my ass, they go, we are the world's greatest, you know? <laughs> Hey, Chuck, we wrestled just yeah. a couple of times, one-on-one, our first yeah, match was on the 200th episode of SmackDown. And I won, of course, but later on, you and Shelton helped Big Show attack Brock. And the show ends with you three brawling me, Brock, and Hulk Hogan as Mr. America. How freaking cool was that? It was in Madison Square Garden. And it was, uh, dude, it was, it was unbelievable because I'm like, in Madison Square Garden, you're wrestling. I mean, you are wrestling. And what was great was the buildup to that was like the three matches we had three weeks prior to that buildup for that Madison Square Garden. It's and I'm like, Hulk Hogan, Lock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, and then they went to a big show. I mean, and then they have us beat Hogan in Madison Square Garden. I'm like, man, it, 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 it was awesome. And I remember Hogan going, he goes, hurry up, little brother, and pin me before I change my mind. Like, go, I'm gonna pin That's like, dude, I mean, Hogan, where he beat the sheep. I the tiger and and um dude we're we're, we're we're beating. I was like, man, it was like dude, it was it was you couldn't write that, man. It was like the time I was wrestling Rick Flair in the Cow Palace in San Francisco. I mean, you just can't write that. Man. It was like I can't other one I grew up watching, I was able to do. I was able to uh see. I was uh man, I was able you beat to beat the biggest name in the history of the business, Chuck. Yeah. Was for Old Hogan, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. If it wasn't for you know, well, it wasn't Brian Sheik letting Hogan beat him. Yeah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are. You know, mm. um, yeah. But I was like, but Kurt, we also did the same thing. It was you, Brock, and Zach Gowan versus Big Show, Shelton and I. And, uh, dude, and, and yeah, we, uh, Vince came out. And, you know, Vince was involved a lot with Zach. And, uh, you know, and it was uh, you and uh, Brock were left to us three, you know, Big Show and Shelton and I. And I got to say, we're undefeated as a six man big show. Something. Mm. <laughs> Chuck. I love it. Well, listen, as you look back now, you talked a little bit about this. One of the things that you regret is that you didn't get to face the Dudleys. Is there anything else that you and Shelton, you look back now that you weren't able to accomplish as a tag team that you wish you could have done outside of that matchup with the Dudleys? Well, one question I was like, and this is something I Kurt, is like, um, all right. So they let, they let us go. We go to ring them off. Kurt, you're at TNA at the time. How come you don't bring Sean and I into to TNA? 
I didn't think about it, Chuck. I'm an idiot. Because I'm like, dude, I mean, dude, we can read. I mean, dude, I mean, I, I, I and I'll, I'll be honest, I watch your stuff at TNA and I'm like, man, you're doing stuff that you never really did it. I mean, you were doing it. It may have been better. I don't know, man. I, yeah, I had a better career in TNA, Chuck. Yeah, you're right. I think yeah, you were, I mean, you were more athletic. I mean, more athletic. You were, you, they take the golden handcuffs off. You were able to do what you want. I thought you were. I was like, man, it would be great if you brought a sandwich. I had freedom like, to do my own thing, Chuck. That's why. Yeah. yeah. And then Shelton and I were like, you know, and we would call you and you're like, well, you know, let me think about it. And like, man, we were like, dude, why, why wouldn't you bring us in? You know, um, I, I just always wondered why you never did. I don't know, Chuck. I might have tried. I can't remember, to be honest with you, but I don't know why I wouldn't have tried. I think I did. I just, I don't think they were interested. I think, I think it was probably the money. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, because we're a ring of honor, and then uh, we did that stand for about two years. We won the tag titles there, and then, uh, you know, then we went on, went on to Japan and shot went back to WWE. So, you know, we were just wondering, uh, yeah, we were like, Shelton and I always wondered about that. We were just like, yeah, we thought, we, we, thought yeah. we did something wrong. We thought we did something wrong. And we were like, you know, we, we really, we were kind of hurt. We're like, man, I, we didn't know we, we upset you or what. You know? No, you didn't. I, I actually wanted Team Angle to last forever. It just yeah. didn't. I mean, they, the writers had different ideas. Yeah, you're when right. You and Sheldon were broken really up, and you flowed around a while before you were released in July of 2005. Yeah, Why do you I, um, think they couldn't find anything for you, Chuck? No, um, oh no, because once again, I am, uh, I mean, I, you know, because I, I had the thing with Rico, we were tag champs with Rico, you know, and that's why I met Jackie. So, um, no, three-time tag champion. It was tag, tag, tag. You know, Russ, Shelton, Rico. Um, I, I think they were just like you know. When once I went singles, um, I was like, all right, who's Charlie Haas? Um, I was so worried, Kurt. That I didn't have a finish. I didn't have you know. I didn't. I didn't have a. I didn't have a you know those five moves you need, or I didn't have any catchphrases. And I was so you worried. Had all tag team moves, right, Chuck? Right. Arn Anderson told me. Run, run, uh, Russ is wrestling right now. No, um, Arn Anderson told me, because you know what, Charlie? He goes, when you quit worrying about moves, and you just figure it out to be you, it's going to be, you're going to be just fine. You know, and, and, it, and it happened later, like in Ring of Honor, um, when I was in Japan, like I, it wasn't about the moves, it was the work in between. It was like, it was the one where I could just spend, you know, I just be me and I, I, and I don't, I don't need to do ups and baseball slides and backflips to a close line. I just throw them up and close on, you know, and sell the way, you know, creative more basic. And, yeah, more basic. And, um, and, and then work your psychology. And I, so I was, um, I didn't know who I was. I was lost. I think you could, they could tell. Um, they put me the, the gimmick thing on me where they wanted, I think they were trying to get me out the door and they're putting all these characters on me. And, uh, but you know, I, I did it away. I wasn't going to dis, uh, disrespect them. Um, I was going to honor them. So I did the best of my ability. Um, so I, you know, um, wasn't, yeah, I, to answer your question, I, um, uh, I wasn't happy the way it ended. I, I hated the, I wish my career could have been better. I wish I could have had some, you know, IC title runs the U.S. Or I just, um, man, I think it was, I just didn't know who I was. I was lost. And, uh, I was my own, um, I was my own little sentiment. Well, Charlie, but you did have a great run in your return to the Indies, and you were even inducted into the Jersey All-Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame with your brother. How special was that for you, man? That was really special. Um, and it was uh, – and Kurt was there, too, because that, that was the first time Team Engel was back together. Um, and, 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 Kurt, 
Right, reunited, man. And it was um, first time. And uh, they inducted Russ Ryan to the, the Jersey All Pro, you know, the Jersey All Pro Hall of Fame. And it was something that I, you know, it was something that really started. And it kind of was, it, it felt so surreal because we ended up finishing, man. I we finished where Russ and I started. And I was able to bring Kurt and Shelton. And I was able, so gracious that they were able to come in and do this. And I was able to bring them to where this is where Russ and I started, man. This is where this is where this is my home. And we were able to end it right there with Team Angle saying goodbye to Russ. Mm. It was, it, yeah, that was it was that was it was it was awesome, man. Awesome. Well, you getting know, back to WWE, Chuck, you were brought back in 2006 and put back together with Shelton for another run. You even got right. to work with the Hardys in a ladder match. How did that run go for you? Well, let's see. We found out that they were using us to uh, pave the way for uh, Lance Kidd and Trevor Murdoch. Shelton was, you know. Um, you know, Vance was Shawn Michaels' uh, student, and I, you know, I'm like, I mean, uh, one day I'll say, out of the Memphis Six, that I'm the only one still alive. You know, Lance, Bradley, Russ, Umaga, and, and Manny—they're they're all passed away. That's so, um, mm. yeah, I'm the only one that's alive. And um, so, you know, Lance, when you know, we were really tight. Murdoch and Shelton, man, you know, you know, you know Murdoch, I think, really believed he was tough, and I'm like. You have no idea what Shelton and I can do. You know? I know, especially I'm like, <laughs> I mean, Murdoch said, like, I'll, I'll, I'll knock your head off. I go, really? how are you going to do that when you're upside down on the mat? I mean, you tell me that. Uh, but, um, and I love Trevor, you know. I mean, we're uh, Paul Bears at Lance's uh, funeral. But, um, yeah, dude, Shelton, Shelton was mad because Shelton jumped over the ring and Murdoch went to catch him and just he, he uh, put the hands out the uh, let Shelton fall. He goes, he goes, I thought I'd catch him when I saw Shelton, how big he was in the air. He goes, I wasn't going to catch him. I was like, so Shelton. Uh, no, it was, uh, oh, he should be pissed. Yeah, yeah. that's a safety uh, issue. So we had this huge ladder match with the Hardys. They built up where Hardy Boys was going to tag team. And the next night, they, they, the Hardys dropped the titles to Lance and Murdoch. We were like, we were like, what the hell, man? You know, we knew right then and there that, uh, they knew that something wasn't right, you know. So I don't know what happened. Uh, it just wasn't. The one we thought we could have, um, it just it was unfortunate. But, you know, uh, hey, but you know what? Shelton's having a good career, and he's, uh, yeah. he's going to be a Hall of Famer, man. I'm happy for him. That, that's all, you know, he's my brother. So, man, you, you got to be proud of your brother. You would start doing a luchador gimmick, and you started doing portrayal gimmicks of various guys like Cena, JBL, Jim Ross, Hulk Hogan, and others. Doing comedy, this had to be a little different for you. Did you enjoy this part of the run? Um. No, Johnny Ace came up with the character. He goes, I always wanted this wrestler where he would dress as other wrestlers and impersonate them to, um, you know, impersonate them to, uh, you know, you know, and uh, go out and, you know, kind of like what Eugene did, but I would actually dress up as a person. So, and I'd, but, uh, you know, and, and I would, yeah. But when I would use their their uh, skill set, it would backfire on me. So, but, dude, I looked, I mean, I looked like Bret Hart. Um, I looked like Beth Phoenix. Um, you know, I won a Slammy Award. So as as a as a glamahas, so I mean, you know, so glamahas. Shelton, Shelton can't say he did that, so you know, I, I got a slammy under me. So yeah, I mean, so I uh, know, but I, I really, um, you know, it was um, I wasn't gonna, you know, they they want to see if you get a boo boo face, and then they love it, they'll stick it to you all year, and then they'll make it to where you quit or they fire you. Man, I did it. I showed up, man. I said Wednesday, what character am I gonna be? And I researched and I went out and got all this stuff. I was Hogan. I was CHL. Charles Haslaker. That was so good that JBL pitched it to be 
hey, I want him to be like um, like my Dewey, uh, my Dewey Hog, like an in-shape JBL, like, you know, the Dukes of Hazards, they had both, you know, had Boss Hog, you had Dewey Hog. I was going to be the Dewey Hog, you know. And uh, But they didn't want to go with, I mean, I don't know, Mike Page didn't like it, but JBL, yeah, he loved it because I would try to break him like, I'd show up with the Mama Jawama stuff, I just pulled out the last minute, John's like, and it's like, I want him to break. I want you to break him. I want him, I want him laughing on TV. And uh, yeah, dude, so I was like, you know, I did the best of my ability. Um, you know, I knew when they were going to have me just in his bath. They're really pushing me. But it is what it is. Well, we re- reunited at, for Jersey All Pro Wrestling for the first time in 11 years. And you and Sheldon defeated Teddy Hart and Chris Saban. You were in and out of wrestling a lot then. What was it about the business? What was that question again? You were in and out of wrestling at that particular yeah. time, Chuck. What was it about yes. the business? Um, uh, so I was like, I was in Japan a lot. Um, uh, Jackie was, I'm married. Jackie is, she had, you know, she, she had two girls. Russ is just, Russ is getting ready to be born. Um, I had a, um, I had a nutrition shop too that crushed the muscle and I, and I had, Umaga was my partner and another uh, partner of mine was Rob Jones and, um, Umaga ended up passed away by way we had this this company going, and then six months later, Rob found out his wife was having an affair and he, he shot and killed himself. Uh-huh. So I'm like, uh, so I'm like, and I lost two business partners. Um, I'm in Japan. Jackie's trying to run the shop, and I she's got a kid on the way, two kids, and uh, you know things are starting to fall apart at home. And I'm like, you know what? I gotta be a dad, and I got I got to um, you know, and, I, and it was right when uh. Drew McIntyre, he, uh, he did that no-handed DDT to me, too, as well. Um, and, and my neck, I heard it crack. I was like, and it's on YouTube, and it was like, um, and I and I remember, I, I never felt like more worthless than my neck's broken. Um, I go in, they, um, they don't want to do the surgery. They're like, oh, it's a mild to moderate hernia, two levels. I go, it's the same thing Cena had. You know, well, you're not Cena. I'm like, all right, great. Um, you know, it's like, so they put me through physical therapy, and I mean, it's not five minutes after the doctor, you know, three months, like physical therapy where, I mean, I couldn't walk like, for a while. Like, I, was, like, I was like, I was, I, I thought I was going to be paralyzed. I mean, I was just like, it was, it was so much pain. I couldn't move. Um, and it was, he did no hand of DDT on me. He didn't let go of the hands. He had my, behind my back. I just sort of came down my head and cracked. And I'm sitting there going, I don't, he never once apologized. Um, oh, that's a dangerous going, spot too. And I'm sitting there going, uh, man, and all of a sudden, Johnny Ace calls me. Hey, man, how's it going? I go, he goes, get through physical media. Yeah, he just reached me. Yeah, let's go. I'm like, okay. so you just let me go. I broke my neck, and that's it. That's it. I'm not, you just, you know, so it's like, you know, you know, it is you, never, you never heard from Drew McIntyre, you said? No, I never, I never did, man. You know, he's, 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 making, he's making a good living, man. I mean, good for him. And, uh, yeah, it's like you know, you, you know, you, you you know, you trust yourself, you trust your men, you know, you, you put your you put your life in somebody's hands. That fucking move, man, and he fucking no hand of DDT. And I know Michael Hayes, you know, that was the move Michael Hayes did. And I don't know why he didn't let go. He man, and you can watch it on YouTube. So it's supposed to be me and um, me and um, Ron Killings, and they have him come out, cut a promo, and then he fucking hits with it, and it, it just fucking crap. I was mm. like, you know, I was fucking. It's just like, no, it, it, it was um, bullshit. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, 
Yeah. You, like, uh, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm walking. I got four beautiful kids. Um, and I, that's why, you know, Kurt, that's why I was in and out. And I was just like, you know, you, 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 you do something so much for this, you know, you love this business. And all of a sudden that gets taken away. And then you think you can come back and, you know, maybe have a feel good moment. And uh, come on, Ross, come on. And oh uh, man, and they fucking take it from you. So if you're a regular listener, you've heard us talk about the incredible results that our listeners have experienced from using test X nine, which is the all natural testosterone booster that helps you get more drive, more strength, more energy, and well, helps your little general stand up at full attention. Well, legacy supplements has actually leveled up again, and now they're offering a combination of products designed specifically for men who may feel like they've lost their edge. They call it the get your edge back stack. Maybe you're feeling more aches and pains than you used to. Maybe you lack motivation or drive. Maybe your mind isn't as sharp as it once was. Well, it's time to get your edge back. Daddy, this stack features the pro collagen plus to increase strength and reinvigorate your joints. Of course, it's got test X nine to naturally boost that testosterone. And of course, total mind to improve brain function and memory. Try the get your edge back stack for 30 days. And we're confident you'll feel like a new man, especially if you're over 30, go to the new and improved legacy and use our very special promo code angle for 10% off your entire order. And while you're there, check out their best sellers like the amazing sleep aid recovery PM and the new women's line, her legacy brought to you by nine time world champion, Mickey James. That's legacy That's L E G A C Y S U P P S.com. That's legacy S U P P S.com. And the promo code is angle to save 10% off your entire order. You mentioned you and Shelton and you're running ring of honor. You spend a couple years there. You're working with Briscoe brothers the, uh, and yes, the Kings, the Kings of wrestling. How much did you yeah. enjoy working with ring of honor, man? So that again, I, Jim Cornette, man, I, you know, I just got let go with WWE. Jim Cornette calls. He goes, Haas, what are you doing? I go, I don't know what I'm doing. He goes, I'm going to tell you what you're going to be doing, kid. Three months, you're going to be wrestling Ring of Honor. I'm booking the night. I goes, and he goes, and don't you sign with anybody. And you tell Shelton, don't sign with anybody either. And I, all right. And I mean, Cornette, dude, we came out. We wrestled Kings of Wrestling. Uh, Hammerstein Ballroom. That was awesome, man. Never worked in before. And I, you know, I'm watching this wrestling, you know, Ring of Honor. Um, it was the first match in, and it was Shelton's never done independence, ever, ever. And he's like, what's this like? I go, well, it ain't like me. I go, Sean, you're going to be making the money you see. I go, you, you're making 100000 a year when you were in the developmental. I go, and then you went up to making whatever. I go, welcome to like two or 300 bucks, you know, a max. And he's like, well, shit. I go, no, that's the way it is, you know. So um, he is, uh, yeah, Russ is, uh, Russ is up for nothing. Um, nice. Yeah, I know, man. Come on, Russ. Um, so Russ. he, um, no, man, I'm so very happy for him. Uh, yeah, so um, Shelton's, um, Shelton, we, we go there, it's Ring of Honor, it's Circus, it's like, you know, Tyler Black, who is um, Josh Rollins, yeah. he was leaving at the time, that was his last match, he just signed with WWE, so um, he, was, uh, he dropped the title that night, it was, um, I'm sitting there going, man, how is Shelton and I, we're the world's greatest, now we gotta live up to it, how do we compete against this athleticism these guys are doing, the flips, like, they weren't, they weren't worried about the psychology, all they worried about was moves, mindset, you know, the, the skill set. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't, Sheldon, what do we do? He goes, Cornette, he goes, how are we going to do this? He goes, easy, kid. Don't give them anything. Goes, as soon as they think you're going up for something, don't do it. And Cornette, man, if it wasn't for him, man, he, he guided us through it. 
don't know how he did it, but he did. And I mean, we just did not, we did, we didn't do, I mean, we're wrestling the Briscoes. We're, we're in this uh, big arena and uh, it's a hardcore match. I pull out a Christmas tree, throw it to Shelton. The crowd's going, yes, yes, yes. Shelton looks at the crowd, looks at me, and throws it over the top rope. It's like, F you. The crowd hated us, man. You know, it's like, just, you, you think about it, you don't give them what they want. You, know? you just don't give them what they want. That's how you know oh, Speaking of Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor recently had what was portrayed as an end of an era show. Do you think yeah. Ring of Honor can make a comeback? I think they're going to get bought. I think they're, I think, I think uh, WWE is going to buy them. I think they're, I, I talked to Joe Kopp, uh, the COO, and I'm like, hey, you know, Mark Cuban's put together a group. You know, you know, we got a group that in Dallas I would like to talk to you about personally. No, I think I'm going to hold off. You know, we're going to see how it goes. I've got something planned in April. So I think at WrestleMania weekend, I think someone's going to announce, you know, ah. that they're going to get, or, you know, Tony Khan, he's got the money. I mean, he was there. He helped finance the last two shows. Maybe they'll announce, uh, maybe it'll be them, you know, put a damper on WrestleMania by saying, hey, we just bought Ring of Honor. I mean, you never know. Uh, with internet TV, I mean, anything can happen. You know? I'll tell you one thing, though. With Ring of Honor, I was really, you know, I know Sinclair, there's a, a TV conglomerate, publicly traded, billion-dollar company, but they never really... They never come on, Russ. This guy's gonna pin him. Come on, come on. Two seconds. Chuck, Chuck's cheering on his son right now. Come on, Russ. Come on. Oh, no, it's eight two. He let him up. Oh, he put him back. Just back. Come on. Live wrestling. Forty-five seconds left, buddy. Come this on. Is what I've reduced my podcast to. This is great. Right, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, so um. Man, um, he's riding. Yeah, he's gonna bring me to see Tom. He's falling and shit. Come on, Russ. Come on, come on. I mean, I'm sitting on the edge of my chair, Kurt. Come on, come on, come on. I wish I could see the map. I know, me too. <laughs> come on, Russ. Knee in the side. 19 to 18. He's the trying intensity. to catch him, man. He, come on, Russ. You got to tell us what happens now. 10, 10 seconds left. 11 to 2. He's just going to ride him out, man. Six seconds, five, four, three, two, one. Charlie giving us his man. best Jim Ross play by play yes, here. Yes. <laughs> There's a proud father. Right? There he two. goes. The rest of the winner. 11 to 2, man. I love it. Two. Nice. He won the SCP Nationals. Good for him. Awesome. Oh, man. No, I know. He'll, he'll play right over here. Um, but um, no, with, um, with the Ring of Honor, man, it was. Um, no, with Sinclair, I'm like, you guys, they, they just never really put the money into, they, they, they paid the payroll, they never put the money into the production. And I, and I thought they could have done so much, especially now when I see uh, companies like, uh, you know, on the internet TV, with what Fight TV, Fight Network does, I'm like, man, they, they, I think Ring of Honor could have really stepped up, you know, especially after TNA went, went the way they went. I thought Ring of Honor could have been the number two. Well, now you have, you know, and, you, you know, talent starting to move around. The big rumor is we could see Briscoe Brothers show up in, uh, in AEW. Uh, I know FTR attacked them at the end of the final, the end of an era show. What do you think of a team like FTR? Because I feel like they're in the same spirit or mold of Arn and Tully. Do you follow them at all, FTR? Yeah, actually, you know, um, I, I do. I watch. I, I follow, man. I, I'm a big fan, man. It's like right now is the best time for pro wrestling to be a fan and be a wrestler. Um, and what I love is that. With the internet TV is that everybody is working together. Like they'll show up over on NWA, Impact, AEW, and I'm like, dude, this is great. Um, you know, I've been doing uh, things on uh, Twitter called Spaces. 
where I will talk, like I, I patted on it, endorsed it, and um, I had like seventy people from around the world show up, and we talked about tag team wrestling and what and what's the what the problem is, and, and I told you it's, uh, the hills don't wrestle like hills anymore. It's like they went outside the baby faces, and um, I really, you know, so I, I think what I want to do is like I would love to be a mentor, a coach, um, um, an agent for tag team wrestling. You know, um, you know. I've done it my whole life. I've had Arnie Anderson, um, Jerry Briscoe. You know, I was on the best. I've been in the best. I've been in the ring with the best. Um, we're on Light of the Wolves when we succeeded. And, I, you know, and, that, and that's what I'm good at. And I I wanna, I want to be able to come back and, um, and, and be a coach. Man. I like to, I like to mentor tag team wrestling. I bring it back to where it could be. Because after all, the first main event for WrestleMania was uh, tag match. There you go. That's true. There it is. Tag Hope match. Hopefully, Mr. T. Yeah. What else have you been doing with yourself since retirement from the business? Yeah, I'm uh, coaching amateur wrestling. Um, been really involved in that. Um, I got both boys doing it. Um, you know, thank God I know some, thank God for Kurt. He's like, Charlie, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, don't let, let them learn at their own rate. Don't, um, you know, don't make it to where it's a must win. You know, it's, it's a difficult sport. It's hard enough. And, um, so and then um you know I'm I'm back doing independent wrestling um um I'm really I'm helping out develop new kids um that are on their way up and coming um muscle book company called SWE I'm the world heavyweight champion and I'm learning to reinvent myself um you know I'm I'm like I'm doing the work in between the moves like you know the way I should have been doing it and um and also I'm divorced now so uh, Jack and I had a hard divorce um we're better off co-parenting we got four beautiful kids and uh. Man, I just, you know, I'm not dating anyone. I just want to want to be the best dad I can be. Um, I want to be a better man than what I was. And I just want to, um, I, I mean, I just want to be, you know, I want to be someone, someone that the kids are proud of. You know? That's awesome. You are, Chuck. You definitely are, man. I'm really proud of you, too. Thanks, man. I love you, Kurt. Thank you, man. Thank you. I love you, too. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. I wanted you to tell your story, and I'm happy you did. No, Kurt, thanks for always being there for me when, uh, when no one was. So I appreciate that, man. That's like, I really appreciate that. Man. Always, Chuck. I'm always there if you yeah. ever need me, brother. Thank you. Charlie, thank listen, you so much. thank you, buddy. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Go enjoy your son. Enjoy the rest right. of the event and uh, appreciate your time you, today, man. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye -bye. All, All right. You, take please. care. All right, Kurt. There we go. Charlie Haas. That was a lot of fun, man. That was fun, especially seeing him coach his kid and uh, cheering him on during the podcast. Never did that before. <laughs> Never know what you're going to hear or see here live on the Kurt Angle Show, brother. Dogs, children, whistles. It's a great time. <laughs> but, man, his story, uh, man, it was not just wrestling. It was raw. It was real life. It was his brother. Even at the end there, you could see emotional, getting emotional again about his divorce with his wife and wanting to be the best man he can be. It was a roller coaster story, man. And, uh, I really enjoyed this time with Charlie today, Kurt. Well, you know what? It shows that people can bounce back and Chuck's bounced back several times. You know, he had a, uh, the death of his brother. He broke his neck, mm. ended up with the divorce and he came back on all three. He's, he's a, he's a big comeback story, which is incredible. 
He really is. And I hope he does. He said, you know, he says he wants to find it maybe at some point be a coach in wrestling for tag team wrestling. And I hope that that works out. There's so much opportunity now in That's wrestling. It. You got to figure Charlie Haas is going to find his way back into something doing that he loves. So definitely. Well, listen, Kurt, uh, we are getting so close to the end of 2021. Uh, and uh, before we get to the final episode of the Kurt Angle Show, uh, which we'll talk about here in a minute, it's going to be the Raw's War Show from Christmas of 2000. There's going to be this coming Wednesday, December 22nd on adfreeshows.com, a live Q&A Zoom event with you, our Olympic gold here. Are you ready for that, Kurt? Ask Kurt anything. Add free shows. <laughs> oh, those could be a little scary because you never know what they're going to ask, man. <laughs> they're going to be thrown at me. I won't even know what they are. No yeah. clue. So that's right. This is the time. If you're not a, a member on adfreeshows.com, go over, uh, make sure you join that tier and join in Wednesday, December 22nd, 6 p.m. Eastern. You can ask Kurt anything, see him live face to face. That's December 22nd. And then uh, that next week is the final show for the Kurt Angle Show in 2021. Angle it is Family Christmas. It is the Angle Family Christmas watch along. So, man, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. This should be a lot of fun. Well, Kurt, uh, before we wrap up here, you know what time it is. It's time for us to tell everybody what the best snack is and where to get it. So show them those chicken snacks. That would be chicken snacks and snack smart crispy protein bites. There we go. Seven different flavors. You got chicken protein and plant protein. And you can get them at physicallyfit.com. Use the the the, uh, the code ANGLEPOD. You get 20% off your order. So definitely use that code use the code there's so many uh, a variety of different flavors i'm seeing people on twitter and on social media post pictures of the angle snacks that they're picking up uh so definitely get into it check it out use the code it's angle pod 20 off your order and uh man listen who doesn't have that new year's resolution coming up where you wouldn't mind dropping a few pounds put away the little debbie Put away the Swiss cake rolls. You can do it. Tasty bring cakes. Bring on the healthy snacks. Bring yeah. on the healthy snacks. Get into that regimen. Start that New Year's resolution off right. And then the other thing we want to remind you about is KurtAnglebrand.com. Right, Kurt? Yes. I got merchandise on my website. It's incredible. We have T-shirts, uh, milk cartons, cowboy hats, birthday cards, autographed photos, whatever you want. I have the bowl, whole ball of wax. And you can get their very affordable rates. I, I kept the prices low uh, in appreciation for the fans for all their support throughout my career. Last thing I want to cover is that Kurt Angle American Hero Championship belt, which you can find at wildcatbelts.com. You can check out pictures of it at Wildcat Belts on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're a member of Ad Free Shows, you can see it right now on video. That beautiful heavyweight championship belt, Kurt. It's a beautiful belt. My goodness, look at that on that blue leather. Very detailed, uh, quality leather, uh, 24 karat gold plating. This is an incredible belt, incredible title. Kurt has his. Left. Kurt has his. I have mine. There are four left, so make sure you get yours. This is a one-of-a-kind item, and it is a rare. Do you want to be in that rarefied air and have one of the four left? Then check out wildcatbelts.com and get yours now. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at TheAnglePod and on Instagram at TheAnglePod, and you can check out everything Kurt at RealKurtAngle on Twitter and at TheRealKurtAngle on Instagram. Kurt, any final thoughts this week before we head into Christmas? Well, I just want to thank Chuck, Charlie Haas for coming on the show. 
Uh, it was a very raw interview, mm. a lot of emotion, and I really enjoyed it. And I'm very excited about my Angle family Christmas coming up next week. It'll be awesome. Well, listen, this is Paul Bromwell. He's been Kurt Angle. Thank you for joining us this week, and we wish you all a Merry Christmas. We'll see you next time right here on The Kurt Angle Show. Merry Christmas. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.